Hey everyone, this is Ryan Guy, and you're listening to Convos with the Collective, the Denver Women's Sports Collective podcast from the DNVR studio in downtown Denver. Alrighty, everyone, welcome to episode four of Convos with the Collective, our special Mother's Day episode. So thank you so much, Christina Mooney, for being here with us today. So Christina is an Army veteran. She began her career in the sports industry with Cronky Sports in events and entertainment as the senior manager for private meetings and events. And she is also a boy mom. Boy mom. <laughs> All the way. Yeah. So thank you for being here. Um, again, this is our Mother's Day podcast. So we are talking everything that has to do with being a mom and having a s- successful career. So Christina, I want to start off this conversation with saying that I am not a mother. I hope one day to be a mother. So what advice would you give to somebody who wants to have a very successful career, but also wants to work as a mom too? Well, so I'm going to, I'm going to correct you because this podcast, you are a mother of this podcast, right? Because this is your baby. And when you're taking so much pride into something, regardless of what your work is, that becomes your child and you do what you need to do to take care of it. And so when you become a parent and you are working in a very hard industry that is very time consuming, your passion and your drive and your love for those things are going to be so much. It's going to you're going to make it happen. You're going to shoot for it and say, I'm tired I got to wake up because my kid is going to wake up at two o'clock in the morning and wake me up. But I got to wake up at six or seven to go to work. You make it happen because you love something so much. And it's the same thing with parenting and with your job. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel I definitely feel like this is something. I mean, I have a day job, um, but this is my passion and this is something that I want to do. And uh, there is this battle in my head with trying to work and pay my bills, but also trying to pursue, pursue my passion. So at sometimes I find myself getting a little bit guilty of spending my time one place or the other. Do you ever feel that? <laughs> yes. It's okay. called mommy guilt. <laughs> yes. Okay. Cool. Let me, let me just explain something. Cause I have no script. I have no idea what you're going to be asking. We're kind of just going like flying through it. (laughs) So mom guilt is a real thing. Dad guilt is a real thing. I don't want to take away from dads out there too. And it's basically when you are taking your attention onto something else, whether it's yourself or job or trying to reconnect with friends, you feel guilty because you feel obligated to your child. But realistically, your child is fine. It's okay. It is fine. It It is going to grow just like your podcast, just like everything else. If it's meant to be, it's going to grow and children will grow together and with their family and be able to adapt with the family as well. So mom guilt is a real thing. I deal with it on a daily basis and I have to kind of suck it in and say, no, I do need to buy myself new bed sheets and not my kid new toys because I deserve nice bed sheets too. (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's funny. (laughs) I deserve nice bed sheets. Uh, my kid can get their Connects uh, play toys uh, another day, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome. I'm I'm glad that you said that, and we're so honest about ha- being guilty or feeling guilty about 
you know, spending your time in other places because that's the biggest thing for me going into my career is like, yeah, of course I want to be a mom one day, but there's always that in the back of my head, like I'm not going to be good enough because I want to be very successful, but I also want to spend so much time with my kids and be a family mom because from my personal experience, um, my mom was the breadwinner in our household. So there was a little bit of a disconnect there for our relationship. And I always get worried that, um, that might happen to me if I'm so focused on my career. And it really wasn't until I got older that I really stopped resenting my mom for like being at work all the time, but she had to pay the bills too. Like, and so it finally took me to be, you know, 20 years old. I'm 24 almost now. Um, for me to realize that it wasn't like personal vendetta against me. Like she's like, Oh, Ryan, I'm not coming home today. Cause I just don't like you. Like she has a career. She has a life. So what is your perspective of that? Do, do you ever feel like that from your point of view? So being a parent in a very demanding job, whether it's events, sports, marketing, any career that needs a lot of your attention, it's a balancing act. And work-life balance is very important for a lot of people. But when you're a parent and you're like, I have a deadline, I need to do this, or you're very attached to a project, you have to detach yourself for your child and balance that time with your child so that they don't feel like they're being neglected. And I have to catch myself at that too. So I'll get on to my work phone or I'll, be, I'll send emails and my kid will literally say, mommy. And I'll look at him and be like, what's up, kiddo? And he says nothing. And he just stares at the TV. And a lot of that is just, I realized after being annoyed for the 50th time, that's his way of saying, mom, I need you to be in the moment right now. And yeah, and it's a balancing act. And it's one that you have to get very used to and try to mentally just kind of be very aware of it. But I think as long as you are taking that time to spend with your child, and making sure that they feel heard and understood and loved, then the career aspect will come along with it. It's also time management, trying to get as much done and be productive as possible in your career. So when you are with your child and you're with your kiddos and you're having a weekend together, your focus and your soul is in them. 100%. But it is a balancing act. It's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. Mm -hmm. It is not easy Mm -hmm. at all. I know. I mean, like I said before, my mom is definitely going to watch this podcast. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Um, She watches all my podcasts. Love Your daughter is awesome. I love her to death. (laughs) But I mean, I think my mom definitely realized that there were points in my life where, you know, we didn't necessarily get along. And of course, I was a bratty teenager at um, you know, when I was a teenager, obviously. <laughs> a lot of us um, were. And so, yeah, like I said, it took me a while to kind of like switch gears in my head and switch my mindset to really make me fully aware of the sacrifices that she really took in in her career and being a mom too. So it's it's lovely to hear from your perspective how, how you feel about it. Well, and I'll also tell you, um, when I went into the military, I had a newfound appreciation for my mom and how much I loved her, and she was my my cheerleader, and she was fantastic. And unfortunately, she passed away in 2019 from a brain tumor. So now, thank you. Um, my dad and my sister are now some of my biggest, biggest cheerleaders. And without them, I would definitely be lost. They've been a rock for me. But my true appreciation for my mom came when I had a kid. 
when I had my son because it was almost like her voice comes in periodically even to this to this day that says I remember saying that to you you just said that to your kid and you have a you have a whole new appreciation for what your mom did once you have a kiddo yourself and it's it it really is it comes for full circle and it's pretty amazing to see although some of it I kind of cringe because I'm like I'll say it and I'll be like oh man I used to hate it when my mom used to tell me that yep yep I mean there's times where my dad's like oh you sound like mom and I'm like don't say that but now I'm like my mom is such a strong like independent woman like absolutely I hope I sound like her (laughs) I take it as a compliment somebody tells me oh my gosh you're just like your mother I'm like thank you because my (laughs) mom was a badass I'm not gonna lie yeah exactly and and you know, it's what I've said before. It takes a lot, a long time for some of us to kind of understand um, the entire situation because we're only seeing it through our eyes and not really putting ourselves in um, the other person's shoes. But you mentioned um, how you are checking emails and your son's there with you. With this whole year where everything has been virtual, Tell me. I know you got some stories. I know you got some stories. Tell me what it's like momming at home. I am going to feel so bad for my child when he gets older <laughs> and uh, he comes back and figures out, oh, my mom was on a podcast and uh, I ratted him out on this podcast because I'm going to and I'm OK with it. Uh, the Here's pa- mom. You're allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the pandemic exposed the pretend parent. And what I mean by that is, and I wish I could claim this idea as my own, uh, but I read in an article, and please forgive me, I don't remember who wrote the article, but the pandemic exposed true parents. And a lot of us have a tendency to hide that we have kids because we don't want to be penalized for having children. And so we would stay late at work and pretend like we didn't really need to go and spend time with our kids. Or if, if a child was sick, we'd say, oh, I'm sick. And we would take PTO. The pandemic showed everybody that that's not true. Mm-hmm. My Everybody at my work knows I have a kid. He has come and sat in my lap during Zoom meetings or team Microsoft team meetings. He, uh, I do a lot of live panels as a panelist and guest speaking. He literally, during one guest speaking engagement, brought a loaf of bread and peanut butter and <laughs> threw it in the middle, like right in front of the camera while I was in Make this me like a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> and I was in this like very powerful speech. It was motivating to these event students. And I was so excited. And then plop, right in front of my camera. And I looked at him and I said, I, well, first I looked at the camera and I was like, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. This is what it's like to work uh, from home with my child here. And of course, like everybody's laughing and laughing it off. And I look at my son and I said, you know, what are you doing? He goes, I want a peanut butter sandwich. And I pointed down the hall because his dad was in the room right there. It tastes the same when it dad doesn't. makes it. <laughs> I guess not. And that's just the least embarrassing thing that I can say about my son in this pandemic. I mean, I was on, uh, we were trying to figure out virtual events and how we could incorporate that into our department. I was on the phone with a very important team here in Colorado and I was on mute and I couldn't unmute. I had to, I had to message the director of events um, for my department and say, I need you to present this concept to the Nuggets, the mm-hmm. Colorado Nuggets. And he, he replied back and he says, well, what are you talking about? This is your idea. 
And I said, I can't unmute because my son is potty training. He's in the bathroom right next to my office screaming about going poop. And my ex-husband, <laughs> my husband at the time, was saying, great job, buddy. Great job going potty. No. Good, good poop. And so, I mean, like, I couldn't unmute. And when I explained it to him, he was like, no, I got you. It's fine. And he went ahead and presented it. But... <laughs> Every single meeting that he's home and I have to be on the phone, whether it's for DWSC, for Denver Women's Sports Collective, or for KSC, he will pop in, he'll wave. So it is not a secret that I'm a mom anymore. Everybody knows my son. They've, they've virtually met him. And so what I hope comes from this experience and going through the pandemic is managers and leaders are more understanding that we have life outside of just work and if my kid is sick I'm not gonna say oh well I can't come into work because I don't feel well no my kid's sick mm -hmm. I need to be there for my child because mm -hmm. they know who he is there's now no secret to it and it's the same with uh, folks that don't have kids yet right they have life we now know what their dogs look like we know what their cats look like we know what their house looks like dirty and clean <laughs> um and so my hope moving forward post-covid is that managers and leaders are understanding that we are not just about our work right and that we have our lives so that way the work-life balance is not something that we have to fight for it is now something that is just encouraged by our employers because now they can sympathize with right. us right i mean as as terrible as this past year has been um i think we're pretty fortunate that a lot of things a lot of good things have have come of this whole pandemic having everything be virtual right. and like you said i think it gives a lot of leeway and it opens up people's eyes like you're not just christina mooney the event planner you're christina mooney the the mom too and so um not just christina mooney the veteran you're you know you've got a whole you, you're dynamic. You've got layers. I wear to a you. lot of hats. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how. I think it's a lot of wine, but I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> I, I I've seen that <laughs> side of you a few times. Uh, <laughs> it might be the wine, but no, you're a very talented um, woman, and you deserve all the success that you have. Thank you. Um, so again, I just appreciate you being on here um, and sharing your your stories and your insight with us. So. Yeah. What's one thing, you know, you, like you said, you wear so many hats, right. what keeps you motivated to do all of these things? That is a fantastic question. While I was growing up before I went into the military, I was told a lot that I couldn't do something. Mm -hmm. And I was always told that I wasn't good enough, smart enough. Uh, I would never achieve X, Y, Z. And that has always stuck with me and going through the military and going through all of going through college while pregnant, having my kid. And then a week later going back to school, it was all because I was trying to prove these negative voices wrong after I was done and I was done with school and I graduated. My mom wasn't around anymore. Mm. Excuse me. My mom wasn't around anymore. It became it turned into this thing where then I was trying to prove myself and I had to come to the realization that why am I trying to prove myself wrong when I'm already doing it? And I'm just, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm testing myself. And what I realized was that when people say that they've reached their limit, they're mm -hmm. wrong. 
you take one more step forward and now you have a new limit. You take another step forward and you have a brand new limit and you just keep going until you realize, oh my gosh, like I could do so much and I just wasn't allowing myself to do this. I wasn't giving myself the, the, the opportunity to do it in my full potential. Mm -hmm. And so it goes into expanding out of your comfort zone. And you mentioned this in your first episode with Aaron Lewis, you know, putting yourself out there and trying to improve yourself and trusting to improve yourself. Right. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. Uh, for me uh, personally, I struggle very hard with, <clears throat> excuse me, I struggle very hard with imposter syndrome. We talk yes. about it all the time here okay. on um, the collective, convos with the collective. And um, it's something that I've really had to work on you know, throughout my young career and I probably will continue to work on. Um, it doesn't I don't go think away. it's going it. away. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. It doesn't go. It's very hard to get rid of it. I have mm -hmm. it. I'm mm -hmm. 38 and I have it. Mm -hmm. I am absolutely, I, I started going to a life coach because uh, we get to a position in our lives where things are, it's so unbelievable. These amazing things are happening and we don't understand why. And I hate, mm -hmm. I do hate the D word. I hate the word deserve. Mm -hmm. I, I really love the idea that I earned this, you earn this podcast because right. it was me who you talked to, mm -hmm. right? It was me who you presented yourself in a great light. And I said, okay, I'm going to challenge you. Give me a demo within the week. Mm -hmm. And you earned this podcast because you did what you needed to do for it. Right. And so when we get into a position in our life where all of these amazing things are happening, we tell ourselves that we didn't, that we don't deserve it. We don't you we don't deserve it that nasty little D word. But yeah. realistically, we earned getting here. I earned my job. Right. I earned vice president of Denver Women's Sports Collective because of the hard work that I had to put in it. But I get very, very, very overwhelmed with the idea of where I'm at because my brain resorts to what do I do? What did I do to deserve this? No, I freaking earned this. <laughs> yeah. And that's the challenge when it comes to imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And it's a hard battle. And it's one that it's very hard to get over. So what was that like while you were in the military? Was that the same kind of experience with imposter syndrome while you were in the military? Or just because it's a very heavily male-dominated industry. Right. Um, I wonder if it's different from working now in sports or just being a mom from an imposter syndrome right. stance? Yeah. That's a fantastic question. The military does a really great job of breaking you down and then building you back up. Mm, so I when guess. you go through basic training and uh, they're telling you, well, in the old army, not no longer in the new army, the new <laughs> gentler, kind, the softy <laughs> army. Uh, no, 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 the the kinder army where they're yeah. not, you have, you have stress cards and stuff. And I right. talk about this with my followers on TikTok all the time, but. Um, I went through the not so nice army and they break you down like mm -hmm. they break you down so they can build you back up and so I really didn't necessarily deal with imposter syndrome I think it was more or less fear that I my first duty station was Korea and I didn't know much about it but once I got to Korea it was fantastic it was amazing only beautiful oh. uh, my shoe collection was off the chain I'll say that. You mean the military boots? Or no, <laughs> no, no. You go to Korea and I'm there's some kidding. good shoes. Yeah. You can get some good purses and coach <laughs> for really inexpensive. No, uh, no. But it, yeah, so the military 
breaks you down so they can build you back up. So there really wasn't as much of an imposter syndrome in the military. I was definitely overly confident. But that helped me because my very first duty station when I came in, I apologize for this. If you need to edit it out, I totally understand. But I think that it goes back to the male industry mindset. And again, this was back in like 2009. Mm -hmm. No, sorry, 2011, excuse me, 2011, 2010, 2011. I went to my first duty station in Korea and a male soldier asked me, are you, are you a lesbian or are you a slut? And I was like, excuse me? And I was like, what are, what are you Yeah, you can only about? be one or the other. You, and that's what he said. You can only be one or the other. And I said, well, why? And he goes, well, because that's what's typically in the military for a female. And I said, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to be a B-I-T-C-H. Mm -hmm. And if you keep going, I'm going to be even worse. <laughs> but what's really funny is that that gentleman, that soldier and high and I became friends and he apologized profusely for it, of course. But that is the mentality. That was the mentality in the military. And it's got, it has gotten a lot better over the course of time. They are more understanding that women can do a lot of things that man can. There's still a lot of limitations, but I right. think, what was it, last year they uh, had some ladies go through special forces in different types of training and have been able to compete. And so they're really expanding on that. And I think if you have enough determination and enough willpower, you can do it. When it comes to the sports industry, they're not going to tell you something like that because it's more of a corporate setting. Mm -hmm. Military is a little bit more blunt. Right. But you still have to prove yourself as a female in this, which is really sad. Mm -hmm. It's really sad that we still have to do this. We still have to fight for it. But having the confidence that you are experienced in your area and your field and st sticking with your guns, but presenting it in a way that says, I'm, I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I can run circles around a lot of people when it comes to putting, putting together events because I have that experience. I have that attention to detail with the military and I trust my gut and I, I am confident in myself. You will get that respect back. Right. There's some guys that won't because that's just who they are and you just kind of deal with them, but it can be very challenging. I can only imagine. Uh, I mean, I'm working in sports currently, but I've never experienced uh, being in the military. But uh, first of all, I'm not going to cut that out because I think it is important to keep in there. It's a real experience um, and it's something that people need to understand is that's the kind of perspective that we have or other men have going in when they see a woman right. walking into a male dominated industry and you know you said I think that was like 2009 but that still wasn't 2000, it was uh still I'm, wasn't that long ago I'm still because we're in two yeah so it would have been right about 2010 2011 ish okay. around that time even frame. more yeah that, think, not I that mean, long ago because I'm I went through the mill Yes, because I've got 10 years event experience and right around Korea, the end of Korea is when I super started to get into events. So yeah, I joined in 2009, went to Korea the end of 2010 and 2011. So it would have been around that time. But yeah, it, it doesn't seem so far off, but we have come a long way in the military. They're very mindful of that behavior. Uh, but it unfortunately... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're about to have a Mother's Tell All event uh, on May 6th, and Christina will also be a panelist yeah. for that as well. And so these are the type of the types of conversations that I hope everyone's ready to have because it is 
titled Mothers Tell All, and I'm expecting the we're all on, honest and genuine and right. um, talking about real things that, you know, might not be easy to talk about, might not be easy to share, but um, these are part of the reason, this is part of the reason why I do what I do in podcasting and interviewing people because um, in a normal setting, you know, in a work setting, you probably wouldn't share that information. But when you have an outlet where you can sit here and have a lengthy conversation and right. be able to um, speak about those things that have happened to you, it gets us one step closer to moving forward and, and you know, being better, being better as a whole, as a community. Um, and I think it helps men's perspective as well how we feel going into these different industries and um yeah I just hope that we're all ready to tell it all because I'm ready to ask all the hard questions for sure so if you want to tune into that definitely May 6th is our Mother's Tell All event virtual event on Zoom I'll send you guys the link for it well and it's really funny because like when you look at like Mother's Tell All it's not just about diapers and baby wipes and baby formula and it there is a lot of you know gritty stuff that comes to being a mom in general but then when you put in trying to be a successful mom in a in a very demanding field Mm -hmm. it's very challenging Mm -hmm. and I will say that right now it's somewhat easier for me personally I can't speak for all moms but because I'm not homeschooling or anything anything along those lines my daycare my kiddo goes to daycare so I can be able to work during the day mm-hmm. not all just fun and games it is very challenging but right. with enough motivation and enough heart and enough love in what you do it's a hundred percent feasible mm-hmm. you just have to be really great at time management and manage your stress levels so you touched on this a little bit i am curious um what is it like you know working in the industry working in any industry being pregnant having a kid versus a man who is about to be a dad, about to go, uh, just had a kid. Um, do you s- notice any differences between, you know, moms in the workplace right before their, other than, you know, maternity leave and stuff like that? But I was having a conversation with my mom previously, um, telling her about the Mother's Tell All event, and she was telling me from her perspective, um, you know, when, a woman's at work and she's pregnant it's always like every day how are you doing oh is the baby kicking blah blah blah. but like when a a dad who's a gonna be a new dad is coming into the workplace they don't necessarily share that information or they're not necessarily asked that information right i see where you're going with this so yes females are going to get a lot more attention in regards because we're physically showing it Right. right men that are becoming fathers, I don't want to take away how special that is to them and how hard it can be because pregnant women wake up in the middle of the night and can't sleep and we will nudge our husbands or our boyfriends or whoever's next to us and say, I can't sleep. I'm having cravings. My ex-husband went to like can't Walmart. <laughs> My ex-husband went to Walmart in the middle at like one o'clock in the morning to get me ice cream and uh, canned fruit. So it's, it's not easy for them. It is, it, women get more attention because we're physically showing it right um men it's different just because they don't there's nothing physical about them that they can show but from an emotional and mental standpoint it can be very hard on them too but it's easier for them a little bit easier for them to hide it um, than a woman obviously everybody
yourself mindlessly browsing online, it's all fun and games until you see something you actually kind of want. To make sure you're not dreaming, you text your friend a link, what do you think of this jacket, you ask. By the time you hear back, you're on to other things. A product forgotten, a card abandoned. Until now, Fivo is revolutionizing the way we shop. It's an e-commerce solution for brands to take back their consumers' engagement onto their own domain. Because you deserve that jacket. Fivo believes just as strongly in championing women in the workforce as it does revolutionizing the way we shop. That's why Fivo has partnered with the Denver Women's Sports Collective to provide resources, counsel, and strategic investment toward female professional growth. We at Fivo are proud to support the DWSC in 2021 and beyond. So how do you think, um, you know, in the future, somebody listening to this and somebody trying to figure out how they can help out you know, moms working in with them in their office. How do you think somebody could help a mom like yourself? Oh, give her foot massages. <laughs> give her back. No, don't give her back massage. Don't give her any of okay, that. Never that might mind. Be like, never mind. Never mind. That might be HR is going to come in. Sexual oh. assault or harassment. Um, <laughs> Maybe like ten years ago wouldn't have been would, that bad. But I would say, from a management or from a leader management position, be understanding of what comes with being a parent. So when I interviewed for the position at, at Cronky Sports and Entertainment, my boss asked me, are there any restrictions or anything that I need to know about that could prevent you from doing your job? And I was very upfront and I was very honest. I said, I have a, at the time he was two, I said, I have a two year old and if he needs me, I'm gone. Like I'm going to go pick him up. I got, that is my limitation. I might not be able to do, you know, this, VIP tour event because I have my kiddo because of my divorce, you know, and so we share custody 50 50. And so having being a manager and being a leader is respecting that our children come first. And that is the biggest thing to be helpful with from a, a manager and leader's perspective, from a coworker's perspective, helping out. Uh, there are nights where my kid does not sleep well at all. And if you have a, if, if you have a coworker that has a child and you can just see that they are worn down, take that extra step and say, how can I help you? You know, it, what can I do to lighten your load for the day? Is, can I get you any coffee? Those little things really matter to a parent and especially a mom, just because I can speak as mother, as a mother and not as a father, but we'll always hide that because we don't want, again, we don't want people to judge us for it and say, oh, well, she can't keep up because she's a mom. So therefore she can't get a promotion. See, that's something that I worry about, yeah. like in going into my career. And I think, you know, I, I definitely have, I've talked about this before. I have an inner monologue that is somewhat a little bit negative sometimes. Right. And so, yeah, those are things I'm not a mom, don't have any candidates to help me out with that currently. <laughs> um, <laughs> But in the future, I hope that one day I will have somebody to help me out in that part of my life. Everybody um, on our live stream, those who are listening to this, you guys don't understand. We have our TikToks going and we we're do. dual yeah. living. And mm -hmm. I bet everybody on the feeds are like, oh, she's single? What? Everyone on my, who comes on my TikTok knows that I don't want uh, to talk to anybody. <laughs> I work two jobs right now, so I really do not have time for any type of relationship. I'm trying to start my career and then I will move on once I'm fully into my oh, career. When life is ready, it's going to yeah, hit you in the it, face with what, yeah. what you need. So. so, but yeah, that's something that I definitely worry about is, you know, working in a male dominated industry within sports. Mm. Um, I don't want people to see me as weak or lesser than because I do have an obligation. I have another job to be a mom. That's, you know, um, so 
what would you kind of say? I would say I have, let's unpack this because there's a lot that I want to talk about on that one. So first and foremost, when you're interviewing for a job, you want to, you are interviewing a manager and, and the person that you're working for just as much as they're interviewing you. And if at any point you don't think that that manager is going to respect that you have a life or you have goals and they're not going to be understanding of the things that you need, I would not accept the job period because you're just not going to get very far with it. Second, I also encourage anybody who might have any sort of limitations, whether it's, uh, or not limitations, but other obligations and devotions or any, uh, disabilities or anything like that, uh, work harder while you're working, you know, uh, step up to the plate, go that little extra mile. When I started at Kroenke, it was a couple weeks before the lockdown and I was assistant director when we locked down and I proved my worth. And I, you know, I made sure that we created position or we created projects that they weren't going to necessarily let us go because we were proactive and we were really really working hard even though I had my kiddo there kiddo home at the beginning of the pandemic you know two days a week I was still very dedicated to the job and making sure that I was putting my best foot forward and the more that you show that you can time manage and you're dedicated to the position along with your family the more respect you're going to get from your employers in theory but again Mm -hmm. that goes back to point one make sure you're working for people who respect you and what you have in your work-life balance so do you with saying that do you think that it's still like we really have to prove ourselves more so than you know a dad because it's not necessarily like they show like physically stuff like that like we have to prove ourselves within the workplace more so because of that Well, this is where I hope I don't get in trouble. (laughs) So during the pandemic. You just let me know. I can edit stuff out. (laughs) During the pandemic, more women left their jobs because they were responsible for the family. Right. And that is a hard, that is a reality. Mothers, women, we are nurturers. We are supporters. And fathers have in throughout history have been the breadwinners. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it goes in a lot of scenarios. Mm-hmm. I think for successful women to step up to the plate and be able to manage their time and manage their goals and really achieve what they want while accomplishing a family and being successful at it are going to be are sent are setting a or how do I want to say this? They're setting an example for their child and they're leaving a legacy. God help my child. Right. (laughs) God help my child when he goes to college because literally I was pregnant during my first, uh, my first semester. I had my kiddo and then I went back to school and God help him. His father has like three degrees. I have a degree. I'm doing all of this with, uh, DWSC and Cronky and his father's doing amazing things. We want to leave a legacy. We want to prove that you can have a successful family and you can you can have fun with life and do what you need to do while leaving that legacy behind for somebody else to mm-hmm. see. Yeah. And I think that that can go both ways for a father and for a mother. But what I'll say is it is a little bit harder for mothers because when a child is around, they go to their mom. Because it's mommy. Mm-hmm. We have a psychic connection with our child that not that dads really don't have. And that's mm-hmm. what, that's actually like a, a right, scientific, 
that's there's a psychic connection um right after they're born and that's and that's how we know that they need to be fed or when they're upset because we're connected to Mm -hmm. them that gets disconnected as they grow Mm -hmm. and then if like for my for my situation my son is super connected to his dad which is great i'm totally all, all for it go be big and strong like your daddy not a problem but when my son is hurt or he's upset he comes to me mm-hmm. he knows that i will hold him i will comfort him mm-hmm. and so when those situations come up they're always going to go to the mom moms well not always i shouldn't say that <laughs> don't leave bad messages or comments i can already tell my dads on my following they're probably like wait a minute <laughs> but moms usually are the ones that kids go to yeah they really are mm-hmm. So uh, like Christina said, we are on TikTok live. So I'm going to pull this up and see if anybody has asked any questions. And if you do want to ask questions, you are more than welcome to. We would love to answer them. Christina, you can take a second to look at if you have any questions over there. I had a mom just say that her 30-year-old son still comes to her. Yeah. I look absolutely crazy like that. I was not looking. So what I will tell my followers is that Ryan guy cannot see any of your comments. Right. So you are more than welcome to, we're kind of doing something a little bit different with this podcast for anybody that's listening. They can submit their questions online as well. So if you do have any questions or want to make any statements, you can also go on to Ryan's feed and jump over and ask pop over ask me some questions i will absolutely ask christina the questions that you have for her because we want to include our audience in here of course got to make it interactive absolutely um so what's one thing that has happened in your life that's made you really feel like you're supported by other moms Do do you feel like you're supported by other moms Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. What I will say is that I've been around a lot of amazing, incredible moms that are in the same mindset and are ambitious and driven as me. And they made it happen for themselves. And they're able to give advice on how to manage it. Mm-hmm. And they give me hope. And it says, okay, and they give you strength, Mm -hmm. right? And even though my mom's not here, she comes down and gives me strength on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And combining that all together, it makes me, it makes, it it reassures me that I can do this. If they did this and they're super successful, I can do it too. Mm -hmm. And 100%. And I can also learn from their mistakes because they share that. And that's always really great. That's not great that they went through mistakes, but it's great that they share their mistakes. Like, oh, this didn't work out for me. Here's why. Great. Now I know I don't want to do that. that. (laughs) Thank you for the uh, insight. (laughs) I'm terrible with that because people will tell me like, oh, you probably shouldn't do this. And then my strong-headed self is like, oh, I have to learn on my own. I'm going to go try it out. And it usually, I need to learn to listen to people who um have more experience than i do (laughs) there is a rhyme or reason people say what they do and it's usually Mm -hmm. because they've experienced it themselves yes i'm just a stubborn child still so don't mind me still out here learning (laughs) but um what's some advice that you have for our listeners for our audience members for women at dwsc um being a mom in male-dominated industries What's something that you can leave our audience members with? Two things. One, make sure 
that when you are with your children, you are with their, with them. And again, this is something that I have to remind myself about all the time. You know, I have to put down my phone and be in the moment with my child because that is something that he's going to remember. Mm-hmm. And they're smart. Even at the age of almost four, he's like going on 20. He's already starting to negotiate, which is totally my jam, by the way. I'm all about negotiating. Like, so it's hilarious. It is hilarious. Future businessman. He really is. So make sure that you are in the moment and you are teaching them that you're showing them that you love them, that you absolutely show that you love them. My second one is when you think that you can, that you've gone too far, take that one more step because you have a reserve tank and I wish I could claim that quote as my own, but (laughs) you have a reserve tank that you are not digging into and all you have to do is take that one more step, one more thing, one more step forward and you have a, you have a new comfort zone, you have a new link that you can go. And once you realize how far you can go, everything else seems easier to manage, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we do have a question from somebody. Awesome. Um, (laughs) He asked, what advice do you have for young single men that want to be deserving? We talked about this before. Maybe not that deserving is not the right word, but want to be deserving of high caliber women. Oh, man. You got to be high caliber yourself. That's my answer. But (laughs) I, gosh, I really, I really wish I could answer that. Mm -hmm. I am a type A woman and it is very hard for me to date. I would say be strong, but don't be overbearing. Mm -hmm. Understand that 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 female has a drive and ambition and wants to succeed and get there and wants a partner, mm-hmm. not somebody controlling the relationship. I was just about to say, I've been in too many relationships yeah. where it's feel, it f- felt like they were trying to dim my light. Right. And they did in a lot of, in a lot of circumstances oh, yeah. that I've been in. And that was part of me having to grow and realize that I have a lot of drive and that might be intimidating to a lot of men out there. Right. Um, and part of me, you know, part of my mind wants to be like, oh, just tone it back, Ryan, because I want to have a family. I want to be in a relationship, right. but that's not me. That's not who I am deep down. I really am somebody who has a lot of sparks flying all the time and um, very driven, I would say. Um, my mom might not say the same thing, but <laughs> like she doesn't even know me. Um, you live in New Jersey still for like all my life, so... I'm a grown woman now and I've gotten my stuff together since I was 14 years old. Um, But yeah, I think, I think a lot of it has to do with um, letting that person, letting her be herself and letting her. Right. I mean, letting her be herself and understanding that she has that ambition and drive and being supportive of it. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, I can't stress enough that women like us want a partner so when I'm slacking in something, I need my guy to come in and step up and take the reins, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and really share the load, whether it's at home or emo- like whether it's at home or emotional, mm-hmm. mentally, sometimes we just have had enough, but it goes both ways and there has to be a back and forth 
partnership in that. Right. But it's very, very hard to to date somebody like me mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because we're driven. Mm-hmm. We're very driven and we're very hard headed and <laughs> oh, you extremely. have to understand that. <laughs> and I love that he said high caliber. Yes. Thank you. That's a I great, really appreciate great that. way to put that. Uh, Perfectly Very said. well worded. Um, so that about wraps up our conversation unless we got some questions over on the other side on Christina's side. Oh, I have no idea. Hang on. Yeah, go check them out. Um, welcome, everyone, to our TikTok live slash recording of our podcast. Um, I just had people saying hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple of people say hi. I'm like, ask questions. You got no questions? It's because I asked all the questions already. We, we took care off. of it. <laughs> so is there anything else that you want to leave our audience members with before we sign off of episode four. So I'm about to get super, super sappy. Oh. And I'm super sorry, but it is Mother's Day. And Mother's Day is kind of hard for me. And it's it's a happy day and a hard day. I encourage all of my listeners, you know, if your mom is still present in this world, you know, call her, tell her you love her as much as humanly possible. Um and really cherish the advice that they give because when it's gone and you don't hear it again, mm-hmm. it sucks. Like mm-hmm. there are many times where I wish I could call my mom and be like, oh my God, my son did this. What do I do? <laughs> but I can't. And unfortunately my dad's, I'll ask my dad the same question and he'll say, I don't know. Your mom dealt with that. <laughs> well, great. My mom's not around for me to ask that. So really take advantage of that of that opportunity to learn from your mom and, and gain that experience and treasure treasure her as much as possible, especially right now in this world, in this pandemic. I know it's hard because we can't hug them and we have to wear masks and all this mm-hmm. like pandemic stuff. But wherever you can give and share love with your mom, please, please, please do. Absolutely. That was a beautiful way to end our Mother's Day podcast. Getting a little emotional over here, but that is okay. Emotions are a good thing. Be vulnerable. That's how you are strong. Um, But thank you so much again, Christina, for joining us. And happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there near and far. And we will catch you next time. Well, that wraps up this episode of Combos with the Collective. Thank you for joining us for today's combo. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot, post it on socials, tell your friends, and catch the show notes on our website at www.denverwsc.com. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to catch each week's episode and follow us on all social platforms at Denver Women's Sports Collective so you don't miss a single combo. The Combo Podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by Ryan Guy. 